0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Long Play Listening Party, the show where we go deep on local music, writing, recording, inspiration, gear, whatever else sounds good to us. I'm Howie Howard from Mr. Furious Records. Nate Holt, my co-host, is on the line. What's going on, Nate? I'm great. Great. (laughs) Clapping. Unnecessary clapping, but we embrace it. Uh, Spencer, Gertz, Giffen, and Braden Young from Alien Hellbop are our guests tonight. What's going on, Spencer and Braden? Hello. Hey, what's up? And uh, before we get too deep into the music, I just remembered we want to do a little PSA announcement. Uh, regular listeners may have noticed uh, Royce Diamond's absence. Um, so we just want to tell you what's going on with Royce. And basically, he has a ton of great projects going on that pay him money. And so he is focusing on the projects that pay the money right now instead of this little passion project listing party thing that we have going on. So uh, we love Royce. We miss Royce, but he's doing what he needs to do. And uh, we hope he'll be back uh, maybe after the holidays, something like that. Uh, but we're we're obviously still in touch with Royce and uh Royce I'm sure will appear again at some point kind of TBD. Uh Nate did I miss anything there or uh I you don't think so. I, I don't think so. Uh just that
1: uh you know uh uh sponsors that's all. That's all. I mean I just uh, I don't know. I that's
0: it. Sure that's you know that's a great point I, there's some level of sponsorship that would bring Royce back and if anyone wants to investigate what level that might be uh, you can reach us at the longplaylp at gmail.com or any of our social channels and we'd be very happy to discuss um, what kind of sponsorship we'd be looking for to uh, to bring Royce back in the short term
1: mm.
2: but on I haven't, ahead, seen I haven't seen Royce in a long time and I was looking forward to seeing you tonight, buddy. I hope you're doing good out there. I'll throw a dollar in the pot.
3: Wow. Just a dollar? Yeah. Okay. It's,
2: it's
0: a start. Much. It's a start. And, Look, you know, speaking speaking of starts... Every, every bit counts. It's... it's
1: <laughs> the intention. I mean, you... You, you, you start
2: it rolling. Yeah. 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 Uh, Strength in numbers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, let's. I mean, let's get rolling with uh, with the music. Not necessarily the music, Nate, but with uh, Spencer and Braden with your story. I mean, yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us how you got started in music, and specifically how you got started with uh, your band Alien Hellbop
2: Okay, well, um we started playing together in 2010 um for Spencer's like like solo acoustic stuff. Um and that ended up being the band Hello Biplane. Um at some point <laughs> we moved away from the Lawrence Kansas City area uh to California and we didn't have our rock outlets anymore Spencer had been playing with the Kinetics, I had been playing with the Gentlemen, and those are, you know, full rock bands um, so we wanted a rock outlet but we didn't know anybody um, you know, to make a full band so we wanted to do a two-piece band that had a fuller sound and so we kind of we're, we're trying to play with uh, different ways to make that guitar drums thing sound a little bit bigger than, you know, something like those early White Stripes, Black Keys records.
3: And I would say that we did know a lot of musicians when we we moved to Oakland. Uh, My brother lived there and we had a lot of friends and very quickly Braden joined, he was in like three or four other bands while we lived there in the course of less than a year. But this was our project that we had together because I didn't really, I wasn't really interested in playing with anyone else. I just wanted to play with Brayden. That's so sweet. Who's my sweetie pie? We're not (laughs) not like, uh, I don't know,
2: just friends. (laughs) Yeah, we're more than friends, FYI.
3: Yes,
1: Oh Well, well, I mean, the kinetics were, were around for a while, and I'm sure it was that replacing that was not, you couldn't just out there and do that
3: yeah it was i really really missed playing electric guitar and performing uh yeah the kinetics we were together from 2004 to 2012 when we moved to california so yeah i needed to do something hello by hello biplane was not enough for me i mean i love hello biplane but um, and we did go back to playing as a duo when we went to the Bay Area. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: So that's
0: that's Isn't hella Biplane as a duo. Uh huh. Well,
2: it it was a duo originally, and then we got um, you know a handful of really really good players. Um, Nate, Nate Holt being one of them. Yes. Um, oh nice. But we stop, did. Stop! Stop!
1: Stop! Stop! Okay. Oh yeah. We have uh, full disclosure. I I am in a biplane, but we'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah, later on. Yeah, we're we're not above shameless self promotion. So uh, we're actually uh, when this episode uh, comes out in a week, uh, we'll be deliberate. We're deliberately like sliding um, a, uh, an episode into the feed one day ahead of you. It's an album that I made of some remixes and different things with collaborators. And so it's not going to sit at the top of the feed for more than, a, you know, a day uh, putting the guests at the top of the feed. But like we are not above the shameless self-promotion here. So, in fact, that's how the show started, really.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> of it's of a course. great premise. Excellent. <laughs> what, I mean, what podcast isn't shameless self-promotion? True. N- name one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah, no, it's impossible.
0: It's it's not possible. <laughs> well, should we get into some music, Nate? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I've got um, the record queued up. Is there anything
1: else, uh, Brad or Spencer, that you want to say? Like, I, um, I mean, we touched on me playing with with, with Hello Biplane, but you know, the both of them, like, um, I'll play the music I'm going to talk about, but. Seeing you guys play, uh, I think I saw you guys at Frank's, and I've seen you a couple other times since then, but, like, I I just, I I didn't, like, Brad is so super talented, and and we'll get into it, but, like, Spencer, the, I guess, your, like, stage presence and, like, just, like, rock, like, attitude, I, I just wasn't, I guess I just didn't see or or didn't remember from seeing you know, like the kinet- kinetics because that was I mean that was a while ago but like it was it's just fun so um, but yeah I'll play oh I'll, I'll play here oh thank you
3: yeah.
1: let's hear it
0: yeah I want I want to hear how this duo gets you know muscled up <laughs>
2: well it gets muscled up here in the studio go. for sure sure. <laughs>
0: We're doing it on purpose now, is that... I'm not. I
2: was just looking at my phone, just doing
0: it. I was just headbobbing naturally. Dude, I think think Spencer and I might be doing it on purpose. So (laughs) I'm definitely, I'm hearing octave, I'm hearing low octave, right? What else is in there?
3: Oh,
2: so... On this recording session, it's not how we play how loud. we play it live. You know, um, when we perform this live, um, I play the bass notes on a sample pad. Okay. Um, and drums, and Spencer plays guitar, and we both sing. So that it kind of turns that two piece thing into like a three, maybe four piece situation. Uh, sound-wise. On this recording, um, uh, we, well, we went down, (laughs) we we recorded this very quickly. Uh, What was it, like two days?
3: You know, we set up the drums, uh, like one evening, the evening before we recorded. We just set up the drums and got all the levels. And then it was the next day, we had like a 16-hour day in the studio. And that was it for this. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: So we recorded it down in Gainesville, Florida, at this place called Pulp Art Studio, which is like a Mm. really, really nice studio. Um, Spencer's brother, Winston, uh, engineered and produced for us. but I didn't like bring my sample pack. We didn't bring any gear, you know? Um,
3: and, we, and we didn't bring any gear because we thought there would be lots of gear at the studio, but it was brand new. And so they hadn't really outfitted it yet with a bunch of amps and guitars. So we just ended up playing. I ended up playing my brother's guitar. It was a Gretsch. Um, so I w- we were playing on stuff that we weren't, had never <laughs> played on before. Yeah. Um, and, but well, I thought it turned out pretty, I mean, I thought it turned out really well, and.
0: Yeah, it sounds great, but that is, that's always weird to play on, like, borrowed gear, and I imagine <laughs> kind of doubly weird when, you know, you're just a duo, and and some of that thickening up the sound is, Highly like dependent on the specific gear that you put together to do that.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. So um, honestly, like even just recording drums without the bass sample pad, I'm so used to having my drum part minimized, having the bass part minimized because I'm doing both at once. And even just being, having the freedom of a full kit and two hands doing whatever I want was really hard. (laughs) Like, I didn't know how to play those drum parts without having you know, a lot of notes occupied uh, with my offhand or my whatever hand. So um, after that got out of the way, then I was like, well, now I have to do bass parts. So I recorded bass parts on a real bass guitar uh, which, once again, I don't know the songs except for this little nine by nine or three by three pad, you know, hit this button, hit this button. So then I went to play, uh, you know, an electric bass. And so these bass lines on the record are definitely not uh, what you would hear live. You know, there's I'm like messing around, you hear a lot of bass fills and stuff, and you just don't hear those live because well it would be impossible for because me
3: because you only have the nine catches. <laughs> you can only play nine yeah.
2: notes. So it was, it was it was fun playing the bass. Um uh, is the yeah. are just like so
1: so fun. Like I just, like I don't I don't, I don't know. It's like,
2: fun. It's fun. bass is fun, man. <laughs> uh Yeah, you hear it like just in in this song especially a lot of these these little bass runs and stuff. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's drums, bass, guitar, uh, two vocal tracks, all in that one day for what is it five or six songs? Five songs. Five songs. Yeah. Um, that was and was
3: Winston
1: awesome. did, did the extra synth stuff?
2: Right. Nice. So that's like uh, the key to beefing up this record is really all those synth parts.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm that...
2: All over this record.
3: So you would never hear any of that on, at a live show? Not yet. Not yet, anyway, <laughs> until Nate joins the band. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like you don't miss it, though, when you see you guys, but, um, yeah, that tone that he was using and just that, you know, uh, yeah, so that was like, it was like perfect, like, There wouldn't be any other part that I would think of to play, like, and if, yeah, I don't know if I would even think of that part to play.
2: It's fucking cool. No. Well, he definitely uh, had a lot more time to mess around with it than we did. Um, I don't know how many hours he put in on that synth work, but um, we're really glad he did. I I mean, I think it it really makes it, you know, um, if we had recorded this just like at home, you know, it'd be pretty um, Mm bare-bones, which is okay too, but I think this, doing it in a proper studio with a professional engineer, it really made it proper, you know, and and good sounding.
3: And, uh, you know, I'd like to say that last song we just listened to, Take Me Home, is we did a music video. That's our only music video we have mm-hmm. so far. So you guys
0: can oh sweet, we'll link to that. that we'll link to it. It's cool as hell. It's very cool.
3: We recorded it right right in our basement where we are right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The music video is a bare bones home production. <laughs> there we you go. Know? Yes,
3: it is. We recorded it. I
2: wouldn't. You wouldn't guess
1: it though if you when you watch it. Well, thanks. Maybe, maybe, Maybe people that maybe people that do videos, they'd be like, "That's the home production. <laughs> that wasn't me." <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure.
0: It's <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Spencer, what's the what's the writing process like? Do you write alone? Do you write together?
3: Well, I think all of these songs on this EP. I demoed when Brayden was on tour with the band Scuba Mountain. So I was, I had that place to myself. And so he kind of had showed me how to use the software program. Was it Studio One at the time? I think
2: we were using like an old pirated copy of Nuendo from
3: 2001. Oh yeah, it was Nuendo. Nice. So I, uh... You know, he had the drums set up, and I'm terrible at the drums, but I needed to have some sort of percussion. So I um, just pulled out some old journals. And I, in my journals, I just write lyrics and poems, and I'll just kind of scan that and just lay down a guitar track, usually, a riff I like. Kind of, you know, just write the guitar part first, get the structure. Uh, you know, a verse, chorus, and then I'll just sing along with whatever lyrics I find out of my journal. And so I just kind of layer on. I start with the guitar usually, and then I sing, and then I'll usually put down some harmonies over that, and then bass and drums. So those were the demos. That's where these songs pretty much came out of most of them. After the quake, we uh, wrote together um, in Oakland. I think we would started writing that at the studio. We we shared a studio in this amazing warehouse where it was just you know stuffed full of bands. Like it was like maybe three
2: levels. What was that place the, called? The Oakland Music Complex. Yeah, the
3: Oakland Music oh, Complex.
2: Nice.
3: Yeah, I think Deerhoof played there on that. Somewhere. I remember like seeing their studio, I mean,
2: being in awe. Oh, yeah, you'd see like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I can't remember what bands. I'd see like fam- famous metal bands, you know, in the hallway or whatever. I think like Green Day probably play, practiced yeah, there. at some point. It's like a famous sure. place.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah. pretty weird, pretty wild place. And you guys are getting
1: some crazy, I guess, Spencer, you're getting some crazy guitar tones.
3: Thank you. Yeah, I was feeling it there. Uh, I used my brother's pedals. I didn't bring, I didn't even bring my own pedals, which was kind of stupid. I should have for the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I used this, what, what did he say? I, I called it before because I didn't even know what the pedal was because he made it. Oh, okay. He, he he said he cloned it. It was a hot petal. pedal. Hmm. Just put it together with a bunch of
1: parts. Howie's uh, uh. That's
3: really what you're hearing here in this, you know, guitar.
0: Uh, Howie's a uh, I'm I'm known to make pedals from time to time. Oh wow! Ooh, look at that. Yeah, it looked
3: it kind of like that. It was silver, um, but not you know it was more of a like rectangle
0: yeah yeah hotcakes are great kind of underrated oh, kind yeah, of, kind I of a did, sleeper. I
3: so I, yeah I mean I don't really remember all the pedals there was that was the main distortion pedal to I mean, get that sound
1: I, I'm biased being a synth player but though, yeah those synth lines are like pretty like critical sometimes big like time tone it, 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 like just with, yeah, that, that texture that it, at the end of the song that it helped
2: create.
3: I'll definitely let Winston know.
2: I compliment. think, I might be wrong on this, but I think he was mostly using like a prophet. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he, he could have used a multitude of scents on there, but.
3: This song is about sacre Sacre Coeur in Paris. So that was pulled from a journal when I traveled Europe.
1: So how different is this from, like, would you say, different is it from, like, kinetic stuff or other stuff, like older stuff, maybe?
3: You know, I feel like on this song, um, sacre Coeur. That my brother was channeling Rainy Wah, who is the who's the keyboard player and the Kinetics. Somehow, I, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but I, in this song especially, I thought it sounded like the Kinetics. Um, okay. But I don't know. I, I feel like since I sing the songs and write, you know, have written a lot of the songs in this band, kind of sounds. Maybe Uh, some are similar, but... This
2: song sounds a lot like the Kinetics. I mean, I feel like that, the Two Sons song that we heard earlier, the slower one, like, doesn't really sound like the Kinetics. You know? This, This sounds like the Kinetics to me.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, you know, the other members from the Kinetics really brought a lot of, you know, to the band that... Brayden can't do Can't do it He can't be
0: like <laughs> it's just not Sure but you play together You know and that stuff Starts to merge And leak And you pick up Each other's yeah. influences and
3: Yeah I mean it's my voice You know It's pretty much The same voice You know the kinetics As in Alien but I don't feel like I'm hmm, Much different In this band I mean it's, it's my The voice My rock voice I guess
0: That I always use Spencer, did you, were you about to tell us a minute ago, like the story of this song or like the lyrics or something? Did we get, did we get that um, out you know,
3: or? I mean, you can kind of, you can kind of, if you listen to the lyrics, it's just, you know, I was traveling around in my twenties in Europe and just, it was kind of about trying to be cool, you know, try to be a hip tourist, you know, that's a, a lyric lifted, um, the song. You know, you you want to you want to not look like a like a your typical American tourist. You know, you want to with your camera. Right. You know, you, yeah. <laughs> you want it to look like like an old school camera, not one of those long. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I always thought this.
2: I mean, go ahead. I always thought this song was like uh, about like a, kind of like a, a rom-com vibe. <laughs> like you're meeting somebody in Sacré-Cœur and like they're going up the stairs and you're going down and you catch your eyes and stuff and.
3: Yeah, well that, I mean, yeah. I totally see
2: that, I totally
3: see that. Uh, yeah, a great moment like that, where you're, you know, looking out at Paris cause you, you see this great view of Paris from that cathedral and yeah, you're just looking. Yeah, maybe to meet somebody special, who knows.
2: This is like a. This is more of like a, a rom-com song too, isn't it?
3: This is a breakup
2: song. Oh yeah, yeah, breakup song.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: uh, in the back too. It's maybe. like it's
1: like the middle of the rom-com.
2: If like, we we should we should yeah. market this song as like a, a scenes from a marriage interpretation. Boost its popularity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes sounds like another music video is uh, coming together
2: yeah totally that's a great idea right, yeah. i really like pop uh, i really get into
3: it. i you get, get to hit start. the floor tom You're a bunch to man your head it's started, it's started.
0: How do you prep the bass samples for the live set? Uh, good question.
2: Um, so, I mean, that kind of takes it back to the writing process too, right? Like, so Spencer comes and she's got this song, and then um, I'm like, okay, what what note is that? Um, and on the pad, I have I actually sampled just a bass directly into the pad individual notes from, I think, like a low B to like a second octave G or something. Um, And I'll just put it, take a pad, one of those root notes, and then ask her what the next chord is, hit the next one. Um, So then I at least have a couple of those going, and then I try to get a pattern going that I can play with the drum with the drum kit. Um, so once it's all said and done, it's, I like think, a three by three. It's just an S-P-D-S. Um, so I get nine notes uh, per song, um, which can be kind of tricky. Um, and then basically, you know, you I try to keep the pattern simple, like maybe the verse, they're all in a row. Um, mm-hmm. And then for the chorus, they're in another row. But like some songs get really tricky where it's like, cool, the verse is great. I just hit them right in a row. Um, But then the chorus, I have to really bounce around or something. Um, So each song, I basically have to just memorize a different pattern. Um, And I have no idea what notes I'm playing, you know, really. Which gets you organized, you organize though. I mean, do you organize like chromatically or do you organize like some other way? It's like my part, man. It's like, you know, um, like pad pad one might be a low note and pad two might be a higher note and then pad three might be a, a even lower note. You know, it just depends on how the part goes because I try to keep. Uh, a section of the entire pad, like, grouped to one part, like, it's the verse. Um, so that it's not too hard to memorize, you know? Uh, like, it's like memorizing shapes. Like, it's kind of like the Simon Says game.
1: Yeah.
0: Totally. Uh, Nate, as as a drummer, this makes perfect sense to me, but I see how it could, like, break your brain, you know? No, no, no I no, mean, no, I was just literally... As a drummer, it makes sense. You just want to go like left to right or top to bottom if you can. Right. You don't want to be thinking chromatically. You just want to
2: hit hit, hit the right thing. Right. And uh, yeah. So sometimes it works, and sometimes like you have to like cross all the way over the pad or whatever. I mean, it's kind of like if you had one of those. I see these huge ass Novation pads with like a, a, it seems like it's like a hundred buttons. You know, and like how would you ever know where your samples are in there? You know. Uh, sometimes it does feel that way. It gets more difficult. Um, originally, I just wanted to have a, like a one octave of like an electronic marimba, mm-hmm. you know, that I could just put on the kick drum basically in front of me. And so I would know what notes I'm hitting. Um, one thing, they're bigger than I thought, and two, they're more expensive <laughs> than I thought. Um, and you know, the, the, having the SPDS is cool for other stuff, too. I've used it a ton for other things. Um, and the other cool thing is like with those marimba pads, you know, you'd have to have an, a separate MIDI brain. Um, I also thought about maybe doing. You know, when we were forming this band, we are like, how are we going to get the bass notes? We don't want to do pre-recorded. Um, but, you know, play to a click, have headphones on all the time, all that kind of stuff. It's really fun having them on the pad. Like, I can slow down a song tempo-wise and and always be on, you know? With a bass player, if you try to slow something down, without they're not, then they don't know... You know, you're kind of messing things up, but I can really mess with the tempo or and the hits. You know, yeah, you, you can, just you hit, the hit the bass note at the same time as the crash, and it's always on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Another thing we floated was like getting an organ pedal uh, set up in like you instead of the hi hat or while, something. Yeah, just it, that's really really hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe you know, it is nice to have the hi hat. able to keep some time and you know fill out a little bit of the um you know like what a hi-hat does the hi-hat rhythm with your left foot while your right and left hand are doing way too many things so yeah i I don't know if that answers Uh, the question but
1: uh, no i have have you seen him howie no i haven't like you it's like yeah you wouldn't hear it and think He's sacrificing something to get the base like to fit the base in or something. Like it it it's it's really impressive. And the other comment I was gonna make, um were you done? Like did you have a, another question?
0: Oh me? Yeah, I do, but yeah, it's you yeah, no, go have kind of like an ending question. Oh okay. Uh well,
1: so, like, you didn't bring any of your own guitars or pedals, like, but the sounds are really, I I, I mean, like, it was just really powerful. It, it seemed like, like, very heavy, you know, just good distortion. I mean, I know that some of that is, is you know, is how you're playing it, but, like, it I'm just like it's. It's really cool how it's how you got whatever sound, how whatever sound you got, and if that was a a more winsome, or if that was just like you finding the the right like tones on the pedal.
3: I think it was obviously a, it would be a combination of the two, but I, I mean, I I. I, I worked with what I had to try to achieve the sound that I was used to, you know, so I definitely, you know, tweaked the, the amp tones. Um, and, I mean, the Gretsch, it was a great, it was like a semi-hollow-body electric, you know. Mm. I think it was the Panther, he said. Um, and So it was like, yeah, had a really rich sound. Okay. And I typically play a Steinberger like, which is a little tiny, tiny
0: electric guitar. Like a headless, like a headless one? Headless, headless. Yeah. Stock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The
3: spirit. Yeah, I love it. It's so lightweight. Um, so that doesn't necessarily have the best tone, but I, I just, it's just, I just <laughs> love playing it. <laughs> so.
2: I mean, I think the, as far as the tone of the record, it's like, production 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 because mm-hmm. that I mean you should link this too it's that pulp arts studio in Gainesville I mean if you just look at some yeah. pictures of it
3: it was the be- it was by far the best studio it's I've insane ever they've it. got a
2: great board and a bunch of great outboard gear the room sounded good um he was using really c- cool microphones mm-hmm. he did um that,
3: yeah
2: like the the weather vane miking technique on the drums Um, which I couldn't explain myself, but if you want to look it up or something, it's awesome. Um, so I think the big sound is all that, you know? Um, I mean, and listening to it after the day we recorded it, I mean, it's, it sounded great then. And then when he started sending us mixes and eventually masters, it was like in kind of insane. The difference, um,
3: you, oh, I should mention Mike Nolte. He was the one who actually did the final
2: mastering. Oh, yeah. Um, Mike Nolte. Mike
3: yeah. Nolte of Ghosty, you know, mm. Lawrence, Fame.
2: Um, that, his mastering company is called More Famouser, mm-hmm. I think.
3: Yeah, and he also recorded the final Kinetics album.
2: That we so so he, he's, he's in... He's, he's in, in
3: Portland, I yeah. believe, still. Yeah.
0: That is right. That's Sweet. cool. Well my, my last question was just like what's uh what's next for Alien Hellbop? What's coming in the future?
2: Well, we don't have any um like plans to record um again like in the in the foreseen future, but I mean we want to. Um We've been talking a lot about another music video just for this EP, just because it's fun.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, We don't play out very much. Um, It's like once every couple months or something. Um, You're playing August 26th. There you go. Yes. yes. We do have an upcoming show um, in Lawrence on the 26th of August with Nate. Do you know who else is on that bill?
1: Mata at odds and Viridis, Semper Veritas. Semper Veritas? Wow. Debut of a, a brand new band. I have no idea who's in it, but it, yeah.
2: It's, it's, I've been hearing a little, you know, <laughs> little snippets here and there of that band. And I think they're yeah, really I'm up and coming, man. I think it's going to be them. really great.
1: <laughs> no, that'll be cool. Um, yeah, Mataraz is good. Uh, it'll be fun to see you guys. Yeah, I
2: haven't checked them out yet.
3: But yeah, I, I mean, I do think I would like to write some... We have some songs we haven't recorded yet and just write a, some more material and put out another EP probably sometime.
2: Yeah, it's just like writing year. writing, and practicing and then, ma- you know, an EP eventually. I, w- I would like to do an EP that you know where we do the duo thing you could still yeah. add synths or whatever but just get the actual uh, with the sample pad like page. do it
1: how you actually actually would yeah. do it instead
2: yeah. of yeah mm-hmm. i get you and if it, if it if it sounds garbage we'll scrap it you know
0: yeah that would be cool to hear that that be at least like we're saying to start there and then you can hear it back and and see where you want to take it from there but <laughs> Um, That would be cool to hear for sure. Uh, Well, you can grab the EP at alienhellbop.bandcamp.com. Spencer and Braden will be back next week. We're going to listen to some of the other bands we talked about kind of um, at the top that they're involved in. Uh, Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll see you next week. It's been a long play listening party. Later, everybody. Bye. Bye. Ciao. (laughs)
1: All right. <laughs>